the one, the only, the classic Halloween. Halloween night. A small American town. Fifteen years ago. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. And totally charted. Just Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits is to have in here and I'm ready for some wolf skin killer
Hey everybody, what's going on? Horror Guy Keenan here with another fantastical episode of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. Yes, we are back. This is our 30th episode. Uh, so shout out to you guys for subscribing and uh, jumping on the YouTube page. I really appreciate that. I know things have been a little bit slow, but we're back. We're doing tons of stuff. I have things for sale on the Etsy page. We've got YouTube. We've got Instagram. And we've got spooks and giveaways and so much more. Uh, but first off, I want to introduce our guest for this episode, our very special guest, uh, Miss Kelly Elizabeth Martin. Oh, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing spooktacular. How are you? I'm fantastic. If awesome. you guys don't know, Kelly is a six-time running Halloween Horror Night uh, veteran and scare of the year last year in the Trick or Treat Zone. You're too kind. Yes, too it kind. was uh, with the Cinderella werewolf. Danielle, yes. Yes, Danielle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got to hang out with uh, Anna Paquin and the other girls. Oh, wouldn't that have been a treat? No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> he bet me. I'm glad you, you've come to uh, join me on the show as we go through news and talk about movies that you and I have seen. Before we go into like actual deep news, I want to talk about uh, we went on a trip to Evans City in Pennsylvania. Uh, that is where the Night of Living Dead was filmed. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! That was a freaking ton of fun. We took a, a lot of footage for the YouTube page. How was that? It was your first time out there. It was. I mean, I've been to Pennsylvania before, but I've only been to, I want to say, Allentown. Mm -hmm. Kind of, and I want to say there's a place called Banger. Banger, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I think nice. it's like on the border pretty <laughs> much of like Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, that was my first time out there though and first time to the filming locations mm -hmm. um, and to the cemetery and I thought that was super awesome um, because everything except for some trees, everything looked exactly the same. Yeah. Um, There's not too much that can really change yeah, in the cemetery. I, you know? Yeah, I guess and I was surprised about how easy it was to find where the tombstones were located. Mm -hmm. you, you just drive right up, you make a left, and like you, know, you really don't have to go searching for them. They're right there. Yeah, we were talking about how funny it was probably whenever they were filming the movie that George and them just <laughs> drove right up and they went first couple tombstones, alright, start filming. Like They didn't want to go too far deep in the cemetery. Um, because we see in the movie that, like, I was like, maybe there weren't even that many tombstones at mm -hmm. that time. But you saw in the movie where they have uh, the zombie coming in the distance yeah. past all those tombstones. So they really did drive right up to those first ones. Uh, we got to see the new church that got saved. Yeah. Uh, it looks really nice on the yeah. inside and out. Nothing inside of it. Yeah. But it looks really nice. Like, mm -hmm. they did a good job. Uh, we got to see the. Two stories, too, which I didn't realize that there is a bottom level, apparently. Yeah, that's probably where they keep all the, like, the tool shed almost mm -hmm. for the, the cemetery. Uh, but yeah, they were very cool, very gracious. No one really ever stopped us. We did some filming and, and, and just kind of playing around in there. And yeah, it was very peaceful. It was very nice. Um, once you leave outside of the cemetery uh, in Evan City, they've moved the um, the George Romero Museum, the zombie museum, if you will. Uh, it used to be in the Monroeville Mall out in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, where Dawn of the Dead was filmed. They moved it right across from Evan City, so there's all these autographs and pictures and, and characters and, of course, your t-shirts and things like that if you come out to the, the Night of Living Dead set. They have this little zombie store right in the middle of town. Uh, sadly, it was closed when we got out there, but it was cool to still see that they kind of like dedicated a place for that. Uh, and then we quickly, uh, the next day, went to the Dawn of the Dead filming location out in Monroeville Mall. Uh, 
which um, one of my favorite bands, My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. has a song dedicated to called Early Sunsets Over Monroeville. Oh, nice. So that was playing through my head throughout the walking through the mall. Yeah. So I got super excited about that. I Being know, yeah. not only a horror fan, but a music fan as well, I uh-huh. felt like I got two birds with one stone there. For sure, yeah. It was cool. Like We got to see, uh, sadly, a lot of it was changed. Yeah. Over, uh, they tore out like the second floor of the J.C. Yeah. So no, no escalator scene in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they took out the fountains, so we couldn't do like the silly like zombies falling in the fountains thing. So it's basically like they, I mean they made the the, the mall nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little dedicated uh, bust of George Romero in there. I guess there's a bunch of other like Pennsylvania legend Pittsburgh people they have like bust up, but George Romero is one of them, which is nice. But yeah, it was pretty cool. It was fun going out there. And yeah, that was was a good time. So, all right, so let's move right into more news on Three from Hell, Rob Zombie's, uh, I guess, third film in the Firefly family uh, escapades, if you will. Meanwhile, you're too stupid to realize you got a demon sticking out your ass singing, Holy Miss Moly, got me alive! Um, So, last episode that we talked, uh, like, I talked to the audience, basically was talking about how uh like what do you where do you think how do you think they're gonna come back and everything like i got shot up in that car you know i thought there's gonna be like more of a supernatural spin to bring them back maybe the dr satan stuff actually does come back into play in this third film and he like resurrects them i feel like that's too science fictiony like supernatural for this film i think rob's still trying to ground it and connect it to devil's rejects so I think they literally just get patched up at the hospital like, and put into court. Is there by some miracle they lived yeah. through that? We've seen pictures of Bill Mosley and we've seen pictures of Sherry Moon mm-hmm. um, in the court scenes and stuff like that. I haven't seen a lot of Sid Haig. Hmm. I haven't seen a lot of Captain Spaulding stuff uh, for this. So I wonder what if he's like maybe like an intensive care. Because remember, like, I don't know, like, if you remember how intense that scene was when they're getting shot up, Mm -hmm. he does do, like, a slump over. Yeah. Like, he has the shotgun, and he kind of just, he's laying there. But then again, Otis is flying back and forth, and he's getting shot up, and they they all look like they're pretty much fucking dead. So, I think they just get patched, like, Rob Zombie just kind of writes that off. They go to the hospital, everything's okay. Now it's the, the Charles Manson trials of the Manson family, but it's not the Manson family. It's the Firefly family. And like, kind of like what was going on in the seventies with the Manson stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like his take on that, but with his own characters, like people are like, you know, people kind of obsess over Charles Manson. People start kind of obsessing over baby Firefly and they have like, you know, free, free baby. Bar- yeah. Free baby. <laughs> yeah. And she's like wearing her own shirt because mm-hmm. she's so that's all babies ever wanted was to be a starlet from house thousand corpses you know she loved betty davis and wants to wear the the dress and do the lip singing on stage and stuff like she loves that hollywood world so the fact that people know who she is now and she's not just some redneck hick out in the middle thing hanging out their family doing plays for nobody she's actually a star people love her and i think that's a lot of fun to play with that she's like fucking eating it up like looking at fans sticking her tongue out and stuff like that um so yeah i think that's that's where the movie's gonna go not so supernatural a little bit more more grounded uh we got to see some new characters uh we get this is uh doomhead from 31 oh i love him yeah like i love all of zombies films but i think doomhead is my new favorite character uh-huh. like i'm obsessed with baby mm-hmm. um obviously i mean cherry moon is like my spirit animal but like <laughs> doomhead 
oh my god that opening scene in 31 was just so good like mm. he's just his character like i don't know i just love him he's yeah. crazy yeah it looks like he has a little bit of a rednecky look to himself so i think he's gonna be part of like somewhere within the firefly family or like a friend of they seem like they have a few other characters that are a little bit more on the redneck side so they're kind of building the family back up a little bit uh, i think rondo is back um danny trejo's character from devil's rejects who was part of the um the unholy two mm-hmm. that come to like get baby otis and then and said or uh, captain spaulding um who else did we see in that there was a few other characters uh coming back or actors uh so it looked, it's looking to be pretty good i'm excited it's a little bit more of the rob zombie camp which was yeah. expected uh i think recently i saw rob's been just started editing mm-hmm. he got done finished shooting or doing the concert with manson uh, which we got to go see. We ran out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, since we were out there. We yeah, we see. did catch that. It was the Twins of Evil tour. Yeah, I got to see Rob Zombie out there. You said you saw Sherry Moon dancing out there. As yeah, well. she was. Yeah, I just love their love for each other. It's a pure love. It's a pure love. Yes. Love <laughs> you, Mama. Let's move right along to uh, some Doctor Sleep news. Uh, Doctor Sleep is Stephen King's sequel to the uh the shining story ah uh it was a book that he put out they're going to be doing a film with you mcgregor as old danny torrance Ooh. so danny from the shining has mm-hmm. grown up and he's still hearing things after all these years and he's an alcoholic just trying to keep the the voices down mm-hmm. in a way kind of like if you're watching castle rock right now some of these characters are showing those signs of they can hear everybody in the town all these voices at once feel like that's has something to do with the shinin <laughs> as they call it in the Simpsons Trials of Horrors. Don't you mean The Shining? You're gonna get sued, boy! Uh, so yeah. Um, do you do you know when that is set to come out? Uh, there's no official date. I know they're talking about maybe late next year okay. uh, as a date, so we, it's tentative to see. But, I'm excited uh, for that. I love The Shining. Yeah, I read the book. The book is really good. It's, uh, it's a little different from The Shining, but um, it tells more of the story because... They go back to where the the hotel was blown up. And in the books, Jack turns good again. And he tells Danny to get out. And, like, basically... And, and Shelly like basically blows up the, the hotel to save them. In Stanley Kubrick's movie, basically, Jack's just going after them in that maze. Yeah, yeah. the garden maze. And freezes to death. And then, then they get away. And that's mm-hmm. how that one ends. Dr. Sleep, it talks about how Danny goes back to the land where the hotel once stood. And he can still hear the voices, and then he feels the things that are there. And big plot points happen in that area, like, on that ground. So, I don't... It's gonna be weird to have, like, another movie. Like, oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, the what you know is it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder how they'll be able to write that one off. So, we'll see about that. But, yeah, I'm really excited about that movie. Coming out very soon, hopefully next year. Uh, an Evil Dead VR game is in the works. Groovy. Uh, Bruce Campbell was recently talked to uh, and interviewed, and he they basically said, like, you know, so you're officially done with the Ash character. You're not going to do Ash for Evil Dead, Army of Darkness anymore. He said, no, yeah. I mean, they said, even what about, like, you know, video games or something like that? He goes, oh, yeah, no, we're still doing stuff like that. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, we're doing a thing right now. It's a virtual reality thing for Evil Dead. <laughs> And so he kind of just spilled the beans that they're making a virtual reality Evil Dead kind of thing. I think it's not going to be a video game. I think it's just one of those VR experiences where you kind of put the headset on and you like things come around at you and throw you and stuff like that. But no, no real video game. Because the last 
Evil Dead video games were like for the Xbox and Playstations. And I loved them. They were so much fun, but I don't really know with Ash vs. Evil Dead not being on there anymore. There's no real market to reach out for that. There's no real property to, to play with. Uh, I think the next thing we can really get from the Evil Dead franchise is Mia's story continued from the uh, remake. The remake, yeah. Yeah. Which I... So I've heard a lot of people, I've heard 50-50 um, responses about how they enjoyed the remake. I have people who didn't like it at all, but mm -hmm. then me, I loved it. I yeah. loved the fact, I absolutely loved the fact that they used all practical effects. Yeah. There's absolutely no CGI mm -hmm. at all in the film. And like, That's great. that yeah. makes a huge difference for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of uh, just camera tricks of just seeing people like pulling nails out of themselves and things like that. Like, it's cool. It's yeah, very visceral and, and drippy. Yeah, the makeup was so awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, I would love to see more. From that of side of the series? Me, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you brought her up because we were taught watching Castle Rock, and she's actually on the mm -hmm. show as well. Yeah, so that's cool. She is. Yeah, no, I love that actress. Her though, yeah. she's great. Uh, yeah, I don't see a video game coming out anytime soon. If anything moves on the property, I definitely think it's going to be like something with the remake. Uh, I'm just happy that we got Evil Dead the TV series because it was like I wanted to see more Ashley Williams, Bruce Campbell's Ash character mm -hmm. from those movies, and we got so many seasons of just original great episodes of him being campy and goofy and everything we wanted and now that he's done and gone it's like all right i i got that fixed I got, i'm good now like i didn't i wanted the movie but i'll totally take how many hours compared to just an hour and a half movie yeah you know what i mean so i think we got our fill of bruce campbell ash for a while i'm totally thankful for that show me a little bit more of uh alvarez's evil dead mm -hmm. like i want to see more into that world again um all right, so moving on. The second season of Wolf Creek is coming to pop this October. Uh, this is a show that they just put on uh, Shudder, the uh, horror yeah. streaming service. Um, it takes place uh, a little bit after the, the Wolf Creek films. Uh, the first one was directed by a um, car commercial director. And if you watch this movie, it has a very car commercial look to it. But it's weird seeing that in a horror film itself. And the way it's stylized, and it's stylized pretty well. The wolf, first Wolf Creek is really great. Wolf Creek Two, a little iffy. The series so far that I've watched, very iffy. But it's cool to see. Like I love that we got all those episodes of Evil Dead because it works. They, there's so many different things they can play with. With Wolf Creek, it's just one guy who's an Aussie out in the middle of the outback, and he's like, "They're Jason, you're Jason Voorhees." But instead of like being mute, he's like Freddy Krueger and like cracks wise as he's killing you and, and puts a knife in your spine and twists it and keeps you sitting up while he gets ready to like melt your eyeballs out with like steel and he's laughing about it so <laughs> it's it's just on the campy side and it, it can be just like it's weird to watch as a series i guess it's just too much for every episode mm -hmm. you know um but i know some people are into it second season's coming out in october so that should be interesting um the child's play movie there's a new child's play movie in the works mm -hmm. and this child's play movie has nothing to do with chucky exactly so there's <laughs> what there's the child <laughs> Crickets. yeah stay with me there's more no <laughs> this gets worse <laughs> and you and you make a drone or a robot character that's used by an app and it 
gets basically the manufacturer in China before he like dies or leaves or something he reprograms the doll to go after Andy and, and kill him that way like so it's a it's like an app robot toy and the manufacturers are controlling this That's, well yeah or they, Charles Lee Ray no. I mean the whole thing with Chucky though is that the doll is possessed by Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, that to me that's what makes the Charles Lee Yeah, play that's Yeah, that's right. what it is. So mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be very disappointed if that's what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some really crappy news. I think we don't really have to even bother with that though because it can come out and just be horrible and that's totally fine. The series is getting made right now and that's actually from the director from the last few films and he has uh, Brad Dorf, his daughter on, the, on Fiona there, Fiona mm-hmm. Dorf. Uh, who else? I think he has like the special effects guy who's done Chucky in the past. He's on there too. So it's a lot of the people that have been doing the movies. Uh, what's her face? Tiffany. Um, um, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. She's on uh, there as well. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to the series. Um, mm-hmm. Because with all the original people in it, I think it's going to stay true to what it was originally. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm definitely not looking forward to this new film, though. Yeah, it'll be on Netflix, so you get to like binge-watch 12 episodes of Chucky stuff, so that's fun. Which I'm still not sure how I feel about the latest film. Was oh, it yeah. Cult of Chucky? Cult of Chucky, I'm not sure. many Chuckies. Yeah, I'm not sure if I enjoyed the fact that he was able to... Transfer. Possess oh, it possesses or, body, yeah. yeah, control multiple dolls at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta, at, at some point, you gotta start, like, adding new things to the franchise to keep it fresh. Some people will disagree with me. Some people are like, no, keep it just Chucky. One doll going against somebody in a house or something. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. I feel like it should have just been... But I mean, it, the, that, that's when they started like branching out into Tiffany, and that was kind of cool. People mm-hmm. dug like the seated or well, not seated Chucky, Brad Chucky. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. And then seated Chucky started getting to the point where people were like, "Okay, we're it making got, a family." But I like seated. It Chucky. got funny. It got cheesy. But I feel like Child's Play has always been kind of funny. Like he's always kind of had those one-liners, you know, kind of yeah. like how Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. He's got his like little yeah, lines little that cheeky, he says. Yeah. Cheeky killers. I'm surprised they haven't <laughs> done anything else with Glenn. Glenda from yeah. Seed of Chucky. Like, they haven't incorporated him, her at all. Yeah, I feel like Glenn gets since... a bad rep yeah. for some reason, which is kind of a bummer because I like that character too. Uh, so it's like the series did kind of start swaying away from just the killer doll in, a, in one house with the family thing, but there were aspects of it I liked. I liked Tiffany, I liked Glenn, but some people didn't. They liked just going about the Chucky. Yeah. So that's what, kind of what these new movies did. They kind of went back to Chucky. Yeah, because I know a lot of people who complained about Bride of Chucky yeah. and didn't like it. They didn't think it was scary. They didn't think it was... Oh, I thought it was so good. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. There was some comedy in there, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, super-duper scary. You know? Yeah, but I think that's the one with the Insane Asylum. Which one was that one? The Insane Asylum? I think that was the last one, Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. That's where Fiona Dourif gets, like, admitted into yeah. that Yeah, so what's the one after board. that? There's not one after that? No. Um, the one before that was Curse of Chucky. That's what it was, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Curse of Chucky. That, so, yeah, Fiona Dourif, I believe, first makes her appearance in that film. Mm-hmm. And then she gets admitted into the insane asylum in the next film, Cult of Chucky, because, like, she blamed all, like, the killings on this doll and mm-hmm. stuff. Anyways, I don't I feel like that's when, like, Chucky really started getting CG in Curse of Chucky, and right. I didn't like that. I liked the fact that he was all practical, like, in the beginning, and, like, he just... Think- his look has changed so much like he he looks 
chubbier in the face and like he yeah. just he just doesn't look right i just don't i don't like all the cg it's too it's too much cg yeah well right. i think in the last one cult of chucky they did bring back a lot of they the did. practical and i enjoyed stuff. that i just didn't like the whole like oh he can possess multiple dolls yeah and like, they did cg like, oh, some stuff in those dolls yeah there, there was cg used but yeah that's interesting but they did kind of bring back tiffany but she's just herself she's now. yeah jennifer tilly what, what? Yeah, I mean, has spoilers, but at the end of Cult of Chucky, does he possess Fiona Dourif's body, and then, like, Jennifer Tilly and Fiona Dourif end up kissing yeah. at the end of the movie? They're together, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how Chucky I feel takes about her body it. Yeah, then, I don't yeah. know if I like it or not, but, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was different. I like the fact, she's always showing up at the end of the movie, though. Like, she's yeah. always, like, like at the end of, like, Curse of Chucky, I think, was her, like, shipping him off somewhere. Some movie, she was shipping him off to mm-hmm. something, like... Well, it, like, it's it's now we we see uh, Tiffany is the, the, the person that's setting up all the dominoes. She's, like, the character behind the scenes that gets things done. Yeah. She, she orders the plane tickets. She gets the car. She gets the... And Chucky's just the fucking maniac that's the, doing the killing and the guy that's trying to get things done. But she's always there for him, trying mm-hmm. to help him out. Uh... But that's a good way to just What use... a sweet romance. Yeah. That's just uh, their way of getting Jennifer Tilly's budget in there. Like, okay, we can film you for one day. So they bring Jennifer Tilly on for one day and she films her scenes. But at the same time, we don't want too much Tiffany stuff because then that might, I think, just wear out her welcome as Jennifer Tilly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now she comes back into the doll, maybe in the next movie, and then you have that Tiffany back with Chucky. I, yeah. People will be really excited. And then you have Tiffany throughout the entire movie. But I think she, she works good. I think they would have to reboot it, though. Because at this point, she's already out of the body. Like, I don't really see a reason for her wanting to go back into the body. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that's the whole thing with Chucky. He's trying to get out yeah. of his toy body. Which is I funny. Remember, I think at one point in one of the movies, he's like, oh, screw it. Like, yeah, I think he, he enjoys like, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's so easy for me to like, get around this way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one suspects a doll. Here is The Haunted House of Rock by Houdini. Here's an invite, I hope I see you tonight. 
invitations for weeks and weeks. We invited in all kinds of creeps like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Adams family, and the Monster Five, the Invisible Man, Rickety B. We know he got inside the party free. One of these days they're gonna catch him red handed, not for sneaking and free, for being a booty man. The bartender was cute, but kind of hairy, and Dracula was killing those bloody Marys. He got drunk as a skunk started trouble all night, but everybody knew his bark was bigger than his wife. It was the only place for you to be. The first 200 witches in the party were free, and all was well until the clock struck 12. Everybody jumped up and started raising hell.
Okay, Castle Rock has been renewed for another season. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're getting the final, the season finale uh, tonight. Actually, comes out tonight, uh, and it's been great. I still don't know Wednesday, anything. September 12th. Huh? <laughs> Wednesday, September 12th. Yes. Uh, as much as I love it, I mean, it's J.J. Abrams' uh, company working on it, so that means there's gonna be a lot of questions, a lot of mysteries. He knows how to work a television series, so you get six seasons in, and you're like, I still don't know anything. Yeah. So this, this show is like, every episode we get things answered, but then there's six there's more questions. There's so many more questions. Like, um, I got a coworker of mine onto watching this, and mm-hmm. we'll, like, we'll come into work after we've seen the last episode, and we start talking about it, and she's just like, man, I had to watch that last episode again. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have no, like, what is going on? Like, I just don't understand. We're sitting here trying to, like, we're coming up with our own, like ideas yeah Yeah, yeah, like uh yeah like opinions and everything of like what we think is going on and like i go and i watch the next episode and i was like okay okay that that question we had is now explained but oh now there's this whole new question that like oh shit what is happening yeah it's it's jj abrams mystery box and you just it's like a a russian doll you just open a doll there's no doll but is it or is it not true? I've heard that the next season is going to be a completely different storyline. It's a different place in Castle Rock. So Castle Rock's a big town. There's a lot going on in it. We're just hearing about a certain part of town, certain people working in like real estate, mm-hmm. and that one house that they live in. That's kind of really it. This kind of like moves the world over to this side of Castle Rock, and you see like what's going on over here. So apparently, like Castle Rock's just like a town with batshit crazy. That's why Cujo happened there. And yeah. The thing of the Shining. That's where the family's from, and like uh, you know, it and misery and like all these things happen in Castle Rock. So yeah, we're just gonna see another weird tale in the Castle Rock trope series, I guess. You know. I wonder if this tale is gonna take place after this previous tale. Mm-hmm. Or if it's going to be ongoing. In yeah, like if we might time. have some of these characters that like yeah, you know, like maybe that will, like major, pop up yeah. like here and there. Like oh, that makes sense for this timeline now. I'm like, sure. Yeah, JJ Abrams is all about linking things together. Yeah, like it'd be cool if you'd like link all the seasons together and then like come final season at all. Like yeah, I mean that's what people love about. I think what they're going to really enjoy about American Horror Story, which is coming back this week, by the way. Oh, I'm excited for that, too. Yeah. Uh, that's what people are liking about this season, is that it's Murder House in the Witch. Coven. Uh, Coven season. Yeah. Together. So instead of having, like, last year's was, like, about, like, the election and, like... Was it... The cult. Was it cult? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, a yeah. cult forming because of that. I think all these, like, news stories started getting... Like, you could tell they were really wringing the wash rag dry of all these really... The, the good ideas, you know what I mean? Like, the circus was really cool. Well, I also idea. think, like, this, these are fan favorites, too. Like, Murder House and Coven are, like, some of the two top favorite seasons. Yeah. And I think people have been wanting, mm-hmm. like, a crossover of the two. And, like, yeah. finally, like, the fans are going to get it. Like, mm-hmm. What also, it shows off that the American Horror Story world itself is, it's all, it's all the same world. Because there's stuff, I think, in the last season with Twisty. They, they did more stuff with, uh, like, showing that... Uh, no, it wasn't last season. It was the season with Roanoke. There's stuff with Twisty, and it shows in the past mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And it actually shows, like, stuff, like, from Freak Show. So the, the timeline actually shows, like, all these things have happened in the world of American Horror Story. They're just all in different places. So I, I just think it'll be interesting that um, Farrah Faminga's daughter, or sister, that's in it. She's, like... Is it- Tate's girlfriend in Murder House. I'm gonna totally butcher her name, but is it Taisa? 
Tessa? Yeah. Maybe. I think you're right. She's in, she was recently in The Nun. She was in The Nun, yeah. That just yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. She uh, she plays two characters. She's the daughter of the family in Murder House. Yeah. And she's a witch. Yeah. And yeah. So um, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> so curious how this new season is going to go and yeah. how it's going to turn out. But yeah, I'm really interested in that. How do we get on this topic? Castle Rock. Castle Rock is coming back. It's getting renewed for season two. So, yay, hooray. Uh, so Jordan Peele's been getting a lot of work recently. Uh, he's talking a little bit more about Twilight Zone and what they're really doing. They've been kind of working on that for a little bit now. He's remaking Twilight Zone for CBS. I brought it up in, in past episodes. Um, this is just kind of an update on it. Uh, so Jordan Peele basically said that the reboot is for CBS All Access, which kind of sucks because that's the... Uh, you can't even watch it on CBS. You have to actually, it's like a, like the, the app platform. Mm. You have to like buy the app for $7.99 a month and you get Star Trek Discovery, Twilight Zone. So like you can only watch Big Bang this Theory if you buy the episodes. app? Yes. So there are certain episodes that air later on on CBS for Star Trek, but for the most part, you have to have CBS act all access to watch it. So they're trying to push this whole app thing, which... Uh, I, I don't really agree with, but uh, for Twilight Zone, I feel like they might pull some people in. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people, yeah. Yeah. Some for, people you know. be like, oh yeah, it's worth it. Okay. Yeah, but I, they've already rebooted the Twilight Zone uh, in the 90s. They, they've tried a few times to kind of bring it back. And like, for the most part, like, I, I love one-off stories. I love those like... Anthology. Anthology stories, yeah, where they're yeah, just, just telling a story here and there. Like, in our episodes, a new story every yeah. week. Yeah. That's great. So for Twilight Zone, I would totally jump on board. Uh, but after a while, when you would watch the remakes, like you could find out which ones were really like the watered down, not great ones, and there would maybe be about two gems an entire season. Uh, kind of like Black Mirror. If you ever watched Black Mirror. So yeah, I've started it. I think I've gotten about halfway through, but I actually haven't finished it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you and a lot of people. Uh, I know they did season two recently, or I think the new season is coming out very soon, or just came out. Um, but people love those. Uh, just one-off serials. So yeah, Jordan Peele's coming on for that, and he said that he's not replacing Rod Serling, uh, but almost like bowing to him. So he's, you know, paying homage. So instead of just, like, so Jordan Peele's already said he's not going to be the one being the Rod Serling guy, like, telling the story, like, mm -hmm. you know, introducing, like, these things. He wants to have new people every week to kind of, like, pay homage. So, like, Rod Serling's, like, the god of Twilight Zone. So people are telling, like, their renditions of cool, like, Rod Serling stories. Like, they're, like, you know, stuff that they think that he would really like, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like Twilight Zone for its time was kind of political and, and, and really touched on race stuff when a lot of other shows really weren't doing that. And it, that's why it's such a great honor to kind of have somebody like Jordan Peele who kind of did that with horror, or at least get out. And, yeah. You know, and he kind of really played with race there and, and, you know, kind of turned it on different side, like really cool stuff. So to have him kind of come in and like maybe do like write a few episodes that play on race in those episodes and, you know, just kind of hit with a, you know, 21st century crowd. I think it'll be awesome. I think it'll be a really cool original show. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be so curious to see. Because I'm such a fan of the original Twilight Zone mm -hmm. episodes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'll be, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, moving on. My buddy Paul Davis, his short The Body, uh, got a facelift. Uh, it was a little short he did. Uh, he got Alfie from uh, Game of Thrones. He, oh, play, wow. he plays Theon Greyjoy uh, in that. Um, he's in this little like short that he made, and recently Hulu acquired the rights for this little this little project, and it's becoming this little um, indie thing called Into the Dark. 
it's Hulu's 12-part series, and there's going to be uh, an episode every month starting in October. So October is Paul's, and it takes place at a Halloween party. The body takes place. Basically, the body is a story about this guy who uh, killed somebody and has them in like a sack around his shoulder and drags them around. But it's Halloween night. So people are partying and drinking, and he goes to a bar, and he sits the sack down, and he's talking with people. That reminds me, sorry, that reminds me of the movie Terrifier. Oh, Terrifier, Like, where yeah. he shows up at that diner restaurant, he's got this sack with him. Mm-hmm. And aren't the girls like, I wonder what's in his bag? Right, like, yeah. Oh, man, that movie was, which is on Netflix now. Yeah. You can watch Terrifier now on Netflix. Sorry, just had, that reminded no. me of that. Like, yeah, that was a great flick. Creepy, um, creepy clown. Very creepy. But, uh, yeah, so he walks around on Halloween night with his body, and then basically he starts getting into trouble. Like, where did he get this body from? They're going to flesh more of this whole thing out. Uh, Paul, so they brought him in. He did the entire thing and shoots it. Uh, it premieres October 5th on Hulu, uh, so make sure to watch that. Uh, and then in November, there's going to be another one. I don't know if I can tell details about it right I was gonna now. I going to say, is each month going to be like a like a theme? Like, November's Thanksgiving theme, December's Christmas, January's New Year's, February's Valentine's say, Day. Like, I'm curious, is it going to yeah. be like a holiday kind of thing? I'm like, going to say, let's, let's lean towards the most likely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there, you know, there might be like the Christmas horror movie and the New Year. So that's that's the perfect time to have those one-offs for October, November, December. Yeah. And then at the end of December, yeah. Once January, October hits, it's like bam, you're kicking holidays, off. Holidays, yeah, holidays, holidays, yeah. holidays, holidays. And then the other ones will be original horror movies. I mean, even though you could do ones for like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And then Valentine's Day and stuff like that. So yeah. St. So Patrick's it, Day. Yeah. So it should be really cool. It's cool to see April Fools. Huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's cool to see original uh, indie horror directors kind of getting their their big breaks mm-hmm. from Hulu. So that's really awesome. Happy to see that. Okay. And a lot of indie horror stuff is really great. Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff, especially with the, oh. the access of Netflix and stuff now, where you can oh, just yeah. play around and go, okay, these movies are crap, but these like five or six are really good. All right. So let's move on to uh, reviews. Let's talk on. Let's talk about some things that we've seen. Uh, so the nun loved it. Yeah, it just made uh 131 million dollars worldwide. I have been waiting for this movie to come out since it was a thing, since Valak was ever introduced into like the whole Conjuring universe. Like, yeah, which I think is crazy that we have a Conjuring universe. She's, now. I, I know, <laughs> she's my favorite character out of all of that. She's so creepy. Like, more than Annabelle. More than Annabelle. Yeah. 100%. What's the other one we have? Crooked Man, right? Yeah, the Crooked Man, which I guess is going to be getting his own spinoff, right? Yes. Uh-huh. We just learned, like, oh my god, I love The Nun. It was so good. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I just, oh. So I've had interesting things. So I, a few friends have come, messaged me on Instagram and stuff about how um, they felt that The the Nun felt like a, and I, I don't get this, but a call back to the mummy movie with, with brendan Fraser, where it's like an action film i did not get that at all where it's more of an action film than a horror film and i felt it was actually kind of scary i thought it was a decent horror film. yeah yeah uh the woman who portrayed the nun she kind of said it best where she's like it feels like an old gothic horror film yeah kinda like a frankenstein or uh dracula wolfman like we could, i mean they filmed on current, location in romania they filmed too. on location in romania. yeah it looks beautiful like I, th- I think it was easily one of the most beautiful horror films i've seen shot all it year. was shot very well like, yeah it was oh oh yeah there ooh. were scares uh you know it, it looks really good i and yeah, I think they did a great job with the movie all around. I've been seeing some negative reviews for it, which I think is crazy. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people who aren't a fan of the Conjuring universe to begin with. 
Like, Which, a lot of people I mean, think it's cheesy, it's not scary, it's now, just... Now, are you saying the universe that they built in general? Or are I you saying guess it, it's become this universe Or what now. about just, like, the first film, the first or second movie? Yeah, like I guess the, just The Conjuring the and Annabelle included. A lot of people didn't... I know a lot yeah. of people that just didn't think it was scary. I like, first... I mean, I guess I can see some audiences thinking the first Conjuring is cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was, like, one of the most terrifying films. I, yeah, like, I loved them, especially the second one. Like, yeah. the second one scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, it was a re... It, it felt like a reach out for a, what we used to see in Poltergeist. You know, yes. and like, those kind of movies. Like, to see something current day come out like that was really cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad they're expanding on it. I can see it kind of like the Chucky syndrome where you start watering down the franchise by adding a lot of different things. I feel like they didn't didn't kind of started going a weird way, but the second Annabelle, which I know, I don't, I don't think you've seen seen it, but Valak did make appearances in that film. Mm -hmm. Like there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was all about that. <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah. Like, all right, give me more value. They, they cool. were hinting towards the fact that okay, this is going to be the next character. Like, yeah. they're going to make this film. Like, mm. I was all about it. Yeah, the acting in it was really good. Um, the special effects I thought were great. Honestly, anything with dolls, I'm in for. Yeah. Like <laughs> there was there was a scare, and this isn't really a spoiler. There was a scare where they do this thing where. I think it's like there's a nun in the back, like she's standing in the foreground, and mm-hmm. the you're the main girl from American Horror Story, yeah, goes to touch her on the shoulder, and then it was this thing that I'm trying to think. I think it was Halloween too that did this, where the nun comes from off another nun comes from off from camera, the side, and that was in the trailer. Oh, yeah, was it? it yeah. was also in the trailer too. I was wait, I was watching that movie. I was it, like, man, when is this part coming? When is this part coming? Man, and I, that, yeah, it that's came. A, that's a good scare. Yeah, it really start in the second Halloween movie that there's the nurse and she's like doing stuff and it's this hallway shot and you're seeing her getting ready. She's the only person in the hospital late at night doing something. And as she starts walking off screen, like Michael Myers is like walking with her, like going at her back with a, the scalpel, like in the same scene. And it's terrifying every time. Yeah. This was, this was a cool, fun, like other new scare. Like most of the times, you know, you've got the person in the mirror in the bathroom and they open up the vanity sure. and then they close it and bam, someone's there, you uh-huh. know, like a lot of times you can see the scares coming. Mm-hmm. This one, I think you're so focused on the nun that's behind her that you don't realize that like, oh shit yeah here comes this other one like yeah they played it up too with, like there's a lot of different nuns that you, you know they're around that they're in the church but you it, it's like the fact that and i don't want to give anything away uh-huh. like spoilers and shit but yeah it was a pretty solid some film. things that i was not expecting mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it yeah it was pretty very good. much the yeah. nun is creepy so creepy creepy as fuck yeah like, now something not so great we saw the slender man which I did not have high hopes for that going into it. I did not set my expectations so high for that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. Oh, I love the main actress in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. She's from the Conjuring movies. Yes. Yes. I love her. She is so great. But the film itself just wasn't scary. It was kind of boring. Like, I found yeah. myself sitting there, like, waiting for something really, like... Something to happen. Something Some, to catch me off yeah. guard or something, you know, that I didn't see coming or... Mm-hmm. It just... I don't know. I mean, they're definitely going on the formula of this movie. Uh, obviously, they're not doing the real story. Uh, obviously, okay. 
<laughs> to beginning. Well, Obviously, the real life story. Well, it's okay. So we're, I'm talking about like the creation of Slenderman. Yeah. It's just a spaghetti monster yeah. kind of thing. Like it's a fable on the internet that spiraled there's... out. And then two, uh, some girls actually found out about it and yeah. took it a little bit seriously with someone with a little bit of And I remember illness. when I first found out about that actual story mm-hmm. of the girls and like that cr- just real life stuff creeps me out more. Oh, yeah. And, like, no, monster stuff and, like, supernatural stuff. So, like, when I found out about that, I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first, like, I did, like when I found out this movie was being made, I was like, man, I don't really want to see this because um, I don't want to support something, you know, like, but right. but that wasn't, I mean, you know, I think they pay respects. So, like, we're not going to yeah, bring up real names. It's not even going to yeah, be about that. And, we're you know, those girls didn't create this character. This character was already created. Like, right. so, I mean, like, I can't really, you know. I know they, they did not play the movie in I the town. I can't hate it. Right. They but, didn't play the movie in the town that the, the girl actually died in. Yeah. Out of respect for her. But it doesn't matter anyways because the movie kind of blew and it didn't really yeah, make a lot of money it, anywhere. It wasn't very scary. And like, I feel like the ending came and I was like, what? Well, yeah. So you're waiting for a payoff. And like this problem I have with this movie is like, I felt that Slenderman should have been this like horrifying myth that, you know, like it's kind of like whenever you go to like a really good PG or PG-13 horror movie yeah. that you're like, that movie scared me. It was really like just, you know, like really shot really well. And they didn't need gore to amplify the scares. The scares mm-hmm. were really good. It was PG and PG-13 and I, I loved it. Slenderman should have been like that where you didn't see Slenderman. I don't need that payoff. I don't need that rated R Slenderman's there. I feel like they showed him too much. They showed him they showed him too much. And he looked just kinda like whatever. Like Yeah. There was no like they could have done him really well or really scary. Like if they never really showed him and you almost got like a scary just vibe hint of him. But they like had a big Oh, okay. I don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah, wants to see yeah, Slenderman. Yeah. No, no spoilers here. Yeah. <laughs> even for movies like Slenderman. But yeah, you can pass that one and be totally fine. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a don't 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 unless you know you've got movie pass or yeah AMC, we movie passed it and still it was AMC VIP stubs yeah members what yeah something tells don't, me it'll be on Netflix it'll be one of yeah. those you pass by should we watch Slenderman tonight yeah that's that's a movie to save at home you know like you yeah. know don't 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 it's not a theater movie no not at all. Um, so we are, okay, we just talked a little bit about Castle Rock. That's doing really great. Uh, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. <laughs> yes. So I know this movie's gotten a lot of, like, eh, like, I know you said, like, you've heard a lot of people saying, like, I personally haven't had any friends that have watched it that I'm aware of yet, but I know you said that some people didn't really like it. I thought it I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, I, didn't, I thought it was pretty fun. Those movies were never really scary to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They're those kind of horror that's kind of, like, sure, entertaining. Mean, yeah, the full, um, what was it, uh, the full moon uh, horror films. Yeah, those were those have always been, like, they went against, like, uh, was it Evil Bong and, like, uh, the, <laughs> like something Terror Dolls or something like that? Yeah. The Puppet Masters versus the Dolls. I, I enjoyed it. I like the storyline. Well, they upgraded them, so it's cool that they kind of kept the myth of, of the Puppet Master and, like, those... Remember, they got stolen, all the dolls got stolen, mm-hmm. but then you find out later that this guy used those dolls to, like, fight in World War II, and he stole them and, like, still has them current day, the, the Udo Kier's character. Um, so it's cool that they kept the myth, those, and some of the dolls have changed a little bit, mm-hmm. and I guess other ones, they're still around. They're just in you know, different possessions. Different yeah. people own them. Uh, so I like that they kind of, like, you know pass the torch along into like yeah. keeping that series and going. And there could be a second one mm. of the new one. There's definitely a second coming one. Coming out. Yeah, I think it was funded 
um, or released by Fangoria, the, the magazine. Uh, the magazine relaunches uh, next month in October. They're having their first issue in October, like after it died, I think, like two, three years ago. Um, so Fangoria is going to have a pretty big backing, and a lot of people are liking the new ownership of where Fangoria's people that had it earlier at the end they mm-hmm. ran it into the ground and it's hard to have a magazine in 2018 <laughs> but you know everything's online now exactly <laughs> so you know if you have it in the right hands and the people are supporting the people that own it it might do good so i feel like with them funding puppet master even though some people might have say negative things about it stuff i think it has a good home a good place where people actually care about horror and the actors were really good in puppet master too i thought yeah um, there was so there was the officer Dangle from Reno 911 is our main guy, but you know he did a decent job. Uh, I think some of the production value a little bit was a little cheesy here and there, and like you said, there was parts where but that, certain puppets were f- <laughs> blowing flames on certain like yeah, face, and, and like the even, people weren't even like flinching. Like I'm like, this is a puppet, knock them off of you. Like right, yeah, and you just know, standing like there letting them get and burned. like they're not even screaming or anything. Yeah, like, but I think what you were gonna say is that that's the charm that's of these movies. Puppet master though, right. like you know that yeah, that's yeah, those che- movies. They're cheesy for cheesy they're, sake. That's but what they are. Fun. Yeah, his or his coworker uh, is an actor. I seen him. Uh, he was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, I, guess, I think things. he was actually like the boss, wasn't that his like the owner of the shop? And like he was just working there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Little Strike, not bad. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. It was yeah. gory. Yeah. There was a, like, <laughs> there were some kills in there that I was like, whoa, falling in toilets and yeah, super fun. All right, let's talk about releases in theaters for the spoopy months of September and October. Spoopy. Spoopy, indeed. Uh, this week, we're getting Predator. It's coming out in theaters. Uh, that's the one with the brute Predator. Yeah. When does that come out? This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. All right. Yep. You know what else comes out this Friday? Mandy. Mandy. Yes. I am so excited for this. Oh, the my God. It looks... best looking Nick Cage movie ever. God, it looks so beautiful. So what you gonna do with that thing? I'm going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil. Uh, Mandy looks insane and intense. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, the guy that played Doomhead. Yeah, he's, he's in, in it. There. Um, man. Yeah, that, that movie looks pretty crazy. Uh, that's gonna be on video on demand uh, this Friday. Uh, we're basically getting a, a spooky movie every week up until Halloween from here on out. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's then, like Christmas time. And, you know, we're, we're all about the horror here, but, uh, you know, I think you and I both have a, a fond heart for the, uh, kids horror. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff, you know, it's a little bit goofy. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Dude, you know, the I'm... only books I read growing up in elementary school were Goosebumps books. Yeah. Yeah. The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Like... Uh, I'm a know, very visual person, yeah. and like goosebumps. And if like, you like Halloween, of course you're gonna like things like Monster House and the Disney original horror movie or uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. scary movies, uh, Hocus Pocus, and things like that. You know, we're all about that here at Everyday's Halloween Podcast. Also, the fun uh, at heart Halloween yeah. spooky things. So, uh, with that said, Eli Roth, uh, The House with the Clock in Its Walls, is it comes out on September 21st. Uh, it's just fun that we were just talking about the love between horror and child's uh childlike you know halloween stuff and eli yeah. roth is the perfect mix he's a horror director oh who is my making, god is he yeah uh you know the house with the clock on his walls it's such a 
yeah, it's, it's such a cool concept. I read this book last month. I never gotten around to it. People have told me like, yeah, you gotta read the book first. So I'll know, I'll see what's different or what they've added and changed. Uh, but the book was delightful. It was, it was so good. I, I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, I think Jack Black will be a perfect uh, main character. He was also in Goosebumps, wasn't he? Yeah, the... which is funny. He's basically like almost playing like an R.L. Stein, R.L. Stein, Stein yeah. type character. Um, so yeah, moving forward, we got Hellfest. That's back to horror. That's in September 28th. This is a, uh, I guess, a horror-themed theme park with a killer actually in the theme park killing kids. Which I think is crazy. So, like, they go to a theme park and they know it's all themed around horror, like a Halloween Horror Night theme park, basically. Yeah. But then there's actually somebody offing people in real life in the theme park. You know, it's so funny. My mom... So, the first time I ever went to Halloween Horror Nights as a guest... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I went with my brother-in-law and some friends from high school, and my mom, she was so nervous. She was like, but what if, like, one of these, like, characters, like, kill you? Like, what if, like, they're actually in there, and they've got, like, a knife, and they stab you, and blah, blah, blah. Like, my mom is such a paranoid person, but yeah. she was so scared the first time I ever went to Halloween Hornets, because she actually thought someone was going to be in the park murdering people <laughs> and like this is hellfest yeah, like, in her head hellfest was a real thing and you were like all about it i'm like no mom no mom no yeah. it's gonna be fine like i wonder i mean i'm sure now i, I am one of those people yeah. and well i'm, I'm like, sure uh well i guess this is a good time to put free promotion for six flags this year apparently hellfest is sponsoring six flags and they're actually taking two of the haunts from Hellfest the movie mm -hmm. and you can go to them at Six Flags theme parks around Oh, America. that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be uh, pretty hilarious if that was a thing. Like, people were risking their lives and they had like, ah, it's fun though. <laughs> no. I'm sure, I'm sure they've had, something's had, had, has to have happened in the, what, 28 years of Horror Nights? This is the 28th year? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to have died at some point. I I don't know. I don't think it was on... If anyone has, I haven't heard of anything like happening. Like poisoning, maybe. It's, it's probably... <laughs> yeah, it's probably like, you know, heart attack or, you know, yeah. like, being scared to death. Like, sure. I don't know, but like... Man, imagine that tagline. But like, no, there's like... I, nothing's ever happened, really. Like, yeah. yeah. It's cool. That's good. Yeah, it's a good fun event. And like, there's rumors of uh, characters being hit, but you've said that you every oh that happens every year. I mean, that's just that's that's people that either they get too drunk, and you know they think they're funny or they're tough and well, whatever. Yeah, or they just whatever react. suits your ego. Um, or there's people that just legitimately like their reaction to getting scared is to like hit and punch and like you know then like this isn't the event for you right. but like we get it like we understand like when it's an accident or when it's intentional like mm. if it's an accident you know fine you know yeah. just maybe don't come to this event next year for it's sure. a really fun event though nice i'm looking forward to going uh this friday i know there's so many things happening on on the 14th uh i'll, I'll be covering howling horror nights for geek.com so i'll be out there and of course i'll be taking lots of photos and videos for every day's halloween um and i'll be hanging out with the guys from bloody disgusting uh, i know some of the guys from dread central are gonna be out there uh everybody from the media is all all the horror media is gonna be in one place and it's so great just to have drinks and hang out with all these assholes and <laughs> go see you and let you scare us and it'll be a lot of fun for sure but uh yeah i don't really think hellfest is gonna be very good but i'm i 
but fingers crossed. I would really love for it to a horror theme park <laughs> movie where our killer is real. Like, let that be good. Probably won't be. Uh, so moving on, we were talking about House of Clock on Walls and that Jack Black yes. was also cast uh, as the same Goosebumps. character. We have the next Goosebumps. Sadly, R.L. Stein's apparently not in it, so Jack Black is not in this Goosebumps sequel. He took the role for Clock on the Walls over this next Goosebumps, which I think is funny. How do you have a Goosebumps movie without R.L. Stein? He's the writer yeah, of the Goosebumps he is, books. Yeah, but his thing. I guess, I mean, none of the stories really had R.L. Stein in them, so you don't really need him. Uh, but I think that might be for the better. Like, this movie actually looks like it's really delving into like Halloween stuff, and I uh, obviously love that. Like, I love seeing the plastic witches all turning to life. Say, isn't Night of the Living Dummy in this? Yeah. That was uh, my slappy. favorite. The, the <laughs> Go movie. figure, right? Any yeah. living doll. Like, I'm <laughs> cuckoo over. Chucky, Slappy. Yeah. Uh, what was that? There was one in, um, oh, Magic. You ever see that one? Yes. Oh, my God. That movie's terrifying. Um, oh, uh, uh, Trilogy of Terror with that little voodoo doll. I think I possibly have seen that. Yeah, with Karen Black. That one's That terrifying. sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Very familiar. Goosebumps is coming out. That looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see that. Uh, and then the week after that, we're getting Venom on October 5th. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I think it's cool that Venom's finally getting his own film. I've always liked that character. Uh, I don't want to see a Carnage movie. Honestly, I'd rather see that. Carnage is a serial <laughs> killer who just goes around in the Mar- Spider-Man universe murdering people. Uh, so I think that's a lot of shit to deal with. I'd love to see that movie. Uh, so, and then, of course, on October 19th, we have the sequel to Halloween. Oh, I'm so excited. Jamie Lee is Jamie back. Jamie Lee comes back. We're getting Laurie Strode back. Uh, we play Dead by Daylight all the time, so we're oh, Laurie yeah. Strode. So it's cool to see like Laurie Strode canonically doing something. Uh, they just apparently screened this movie at uh, TIFF, uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, where my buddy Tim uh, from Enzian, he went out there. Uh, I don't think he saw Halloween, but he screened a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but everybody that's seen Halloween loved it. They said it's it's great. It's visceral. It's just terrifying to see Michael go from house to house, murdering people like without any cause, rhyme, or reason. So, pretty creepy stuff. Uh, and then last but not least, right before Halloween, we get Suspiria. The remake of Suspiria out on October 26th. Uh, I know you said that you, you thoroughly enjoyed Suspiria. Yes. Um, I've seen the original. and Dario Argento. Yeah, and I grew up dancing and doing ballet, Mm -hmm. and so, and I have this love for horror, so of course, like, you combine my two passions together, and Mm -hmm. of course I'm going to love this, so I'm I'm really, I have high expectations for this one, Um, so I'm really hoping, from the trailers that I have seen, it looks incredible. It's styled great, it looks Um, like, I mean, that's the thing with Suspiria, it's like, not so much the story as much as you just got to catch that vivid look of it, and they don't do so much of, like, the the bright reds and the bright blues and the bright yellows but there's just something very creepy and vividly strange about yes. the movie and that's what it needs to be you know it needs to be visually creepy and i think they'll do a great job with the story like it looks like it's going to be a like uh what's her face um oh man from the lion the witch in the wardrobe oh yeah there's a lot of people in this there's also um mia goth um, who's in, she was in A Cure for Wellness. Yes. And I, yeah. yeah, I think she's, I think she's with Shia LaBeouf right now. I think. She's dating Shia LaBeouf. I don't know if she's dating or if they're married yeah. or what, but yeah, I really, I dig her look and style and like her yeah. acting. Like I'm, 
I'm excited to see her in this. Um, there's, yeah, the girl from the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, there's a lot of people I cannot for the life of me remember. Yeah, I think they gave, like, each character, like, their own poster. Like, they're really pushing this movie out, and they they want people to go see it. Now, I'll say first that I was very skeptical when I heard there was going to be a Suspiria remake. I was like, you can't remake Suspiria. Well, anytime there's, like, any sort of, like, kind of classic movie, you know, and someone wants to go remake it, like, there's always that hesitation that, like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's so many bad ones, though. Like, they they tried to do Day of the Dead so many times, and it's just like, this don't... Okay, so let's move into TV. This is uh, TV shows in October. Uh, obviously, we're getting American Horror Story uh, this week. Super excited. Very excited about that. Uh, the Purge just hit uh, USA on September 4th. Which uh, I still have yet to watch that. I'm. That's another one that I am very skeptical of. So, like, I saw... Th- I loved the first movie. And then as each movie kept coming out, I was like, okay. Okay. Like... I just wasn't a huge fan of yeah, the later I movies. I don't know if I could do that weekly. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how they're doing this new series. I'm going to have to like watch it and like dive yeah. into it and see for myself. For some reason, I think I got fatigue of horror movie franchise television series. So I feel like certain things have just been... It's like overkill. Yeah, so we were on a good path when we had uh, Bates Motel. Oh, Bates Motel was Bates. like a... It's they like, did... you can't do Psycho on a TV series. I was like, oh, oh but, but I see what they're doing here. they did it so well. Yeah. And it wasn't overkill. Like, mm-hmm. it it was what it was, and it was great. So we had The Exorcist on Fox. Like, that was... I love that, by the way. Yeah, that was another... So we were on a good roll here. We had yeah. Bates Motel, we had Exorcist. Yeah, there was an Omen one that they tried to do on uh, right after uh, Bates Motel was very good. That's when we started kind of getting these bad ones. Uh, then that's whenever, like... Uh, recently, uh, Spike did The Mist, and that was just awful. Like, The Mist television series I didn't even was bad. Watch that they one. threw it on Netflix, and I think, like, people are, like, now getting around to yeah. seeing it. And it's like, oh, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, yeah. So I put The Mist and The Purge mm-hmm. next to each other in probably quality for a television horror film. That's why, like, remember I was talking about earlier in the show, Wolf Creek? I was yeah. Like, it's a good movie, but now you turn it into a show. show it's a little walk down. I love Base Motel, though. I thought That's they did I, yeah. a great job with that one. Um, I think it just comes in waves. We had a good yeah. movie there, and now it's kind of dipping into these bad. And it's ones. like now there's gonna be like a child's play series, which hopefully that's gonna be great. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I love The Exorcist, but now like The Purge. I don't know. Like I think it's very relevant. Oh yeah. With like today's time, so like I can. Oh, a lot more people can just jump on and feel comfortable watching a show. I, I hate saying a show about mass murdering is comfortable for people just to jump in and watch but it's it people can relate to just it's definitely relatable yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's scary because i feel like most people feel like it is it's something that could be so real sure yeah, yeah. um i mean it, it the whole thing's a political commentary within itself anyway, yeah the rich killing the poor uh but yeah so that's coming on uh so that's mixed i haven't seen it yet um eli roth's history of horror on amc uh, this is going to be a six-parter that starts on October 14th. Uh, Eli Ross, a busy guy these days. He's basically going to be listing his favorite horror films on AMC. Obviously, whenever an October hits, every station kind of has like their horror nights. I think we're talking about Freeform. Just did their list. We released that on Everyday's Halloween on Facebook. Um, AMC, uh, Turner Classic Movies. They all do like their horror fest where they just play. I, I love this. Why I love October and I love the Halloween season. Horror, uh, just flip through channels, just great episodes. Uh, but now you have these things where, like, I think we talked about Rob Zombie doing one for uh, 
not FearNet, oh. but another station. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Eli Ross will be doing this thing. This will be one that everybody can access. I feel like AMC is a station that a lot of people just cling to. They only play like Halloween 4 and 5 over and over. Like I could watch those movies all day. So yeah, that's that's what we got for TV. Now streaming. Here's what we got on Netflix. Uh, Hold the Dark is going to be on September 28th. That's from the director of Green Room, uh, Jeremy Solner. Uh, looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Green Room. Yes, I saw it in theaters and I loved it. Man, what an intense flick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Anton Yelchin. Oh. Uh, moving into... Such a great actor. Very. Uh, later on in Netflix, uh, one I've been looking forward to for a while, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sabrina! Yes, October 26th. We're going to get Sabrina, Teenage Witch, uh, back, but not her Melissa um, Joan Hart very like abc tgif thumbs up sabrina this is like darker uh obviously sabrina is from the riverdale world mm -hmm. the universe if you will um so archie <laughs> jughead sabrina josie and the pussycats they're all in the same universe now uh recently there was a comic book that came out uh, I forget the the writer's name, but he's also writing the series. He helped write Riverdale on the CW, and that they've done that thing. So it's had like this like Twin Peaksy kind of world thing going on there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it a chance because it's just too teenagey for me. I can't do it. Sabrina, on the other hand, I read the comic, and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is written really well. Beautiful comic book, um, and I like what they're doing with the series. And it, it's I, I'll give this one a chance, and the fact that it's on Netflix. I can just is Melissa Joan it. Hart in this? No, oh. no, it is. It is she is recasted uh, with Randall, a younger girl playing Sabrina. It's always younger. Yes, of course. Uh, but it's a darker. It's a darker Sabrina. Um, next, we have Castlevania season two, October twenty sixth. Uh, this is great because Castlevania season one was only four episodes. And they're really quick episodes, so it only made about an hour and a half of a film. So mm. it was just basically yeah, a, like a twenty little... minute. Yeah, 20 minute episodes, it was, so it was like a, Yeah, so it was basically like a, a, a normal movie on okay. Netflix or the uh, Castlevania season one. Beautifully animated. It felt like a really detailed anime, and it paid respects to uh, the game a lot. And we're gonna get more of that. And this one is eight episodes, so we're gonna get a little bit more Castlevania. So I'm really excited for that. All right, jumping off Netflix, moving on to Hulu. Uh, we're going to get some classics. Uh, we got the Amityville Horror. Uh, that's the 1979 original. Uh, Pumpkinhead, Signs, The Fly. That all comes on September 1st. Uh, American Horror Story Cult, if you want to just go through all that. I know I kind of talked shit about it earlier. But I don't know, there's parts of Cult that I enjoyed. Uh, that comes out September 18th. Uh, Shape of Water mm. is hitting uh, September 22nd. Uh, and then Jigsaw, the Saw movie I've never seen. It's September 20th. Oh, I saw it. You did? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, I'll get around to it. Yeah, someday. we're going to have to watch that. It'll yeah. definitely happen. Um, let's move on to Blu ray releases. Uh, Puppet Master of the Lowest Reach, uh, they come out September 25th on Blu ray. Uh, we're going getting... Oh, right, that's right. The Little Sprite. <laughs> the Little Sprite. Yeah. Puppet. Puppet Master, The Little Strike, comes out on September 25th on Blu-ray. You know what? I should just let you do this. You're so much better than that. Uh, no. The Exorcist number two 
the sequel, the 1977, the, the Heretic is uh, Screen Factor's doing a re-release of that movie on Blu-ray. A two-disc Blu-ray that comes out September 25th. Uh, Halloween, the new. I mean, there's a new Halloween movie. Why not put out Halloween again on Blu-ray for the one billionth time? Uh, that comes out September 25th. It has the same special features on that uh, as the Anchor Bay 35th Anniversary Blu-ray. So you're not really getting too much new stuff in this one. I think it's a 4K release, though. So if you have a 4K TV and you've got a 4K player, this 4K Blu-ray is going to look amazing on your TV. I just don't know when it stops anymore. I'm like, is it a movie? <laughs> Does it look good? I'm going to watch it. Like, I still have DVDs and I don't, like, I don't need to get a Blu-ray. This DVD looks great. Why do I need to replace it? Now they got 4K Blu-rays. Like, everyone's plays you. All right, anyways. You got to spend your money somewhere. You spend your monies. Uh, moving on, Maximum Overdrive. Uh, Vestron Video. This this beautiful cover. I posted this on Everyday's Halloween on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. uh, tons of special features. Stephen King's only directed uh, film. He's only directed one time, and that was Maximum Overdrive, his story that he wrote and directed. You know how he hated... Kubrick what he did to The Shining yeah. and, and, like he didn't like people adapting his movies all the time he's like I'm going to do this one Maximum Overdrive is mine and he got who else to do the entire soundtrack but ACDC <laughs> ACDC does the entire soundtrack and it was just like from what I've heard that uh, Stephen King was just like just high not high like just basically on like blow the entire movie <laughs> when he did this thing and so the movie doesn't turn out that great but I think it's amazing. I love this movie. So, yeah. Check out uh, Maximum Overdrive, October 23rd on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, next up, right now, you can get Hocus Pocus at the Steelbook at Best Buy. It's a Best Buy exclusive. It looks like the book. Uh, oh, um, the, the eye? Yeah, with the eyeball on it and everything. Like, oh, it's just a Steelbook, and then you open it up, and it's like a book and everything. Like, it's really nice. Uh, I think competing against that, there's a special edition at Target right now for Hocus Pocus, and that comes with a booklet inside, and it kind of oh. gives more info on the movie, costume, uh, you know, like uh, rendering, things like that. Uh, so it looks into the movie. So pick your poison. <laughs> All right. Moving into gaming, uh, Supermassive Games is developing... Uh, a very uh, choose-your-own-adventure uh, new game f like Until Dawn. Oh, let yes. the drama begin. Let the drama begin. You and I, we it's my reality show in a game. Yes, we stream video games a lot, and we played Until Dawn when you beat it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was basically creating drama. The horror game. Which I don't like doing in real life, but in video games, it's so entertaining. It's yeah. like watching a reality show. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're doing a new one of those that takes place on the sea. Uh, it looks really good. Uh, so this is uh, this is part of the Dark Pictures anthology. They're gonna do three of these uh, games. Uh, this game is called uh, Man of Medan. Medan? Medan. Man of Medan. Uh, and it releases next year. Uh, Dead by Daylight had their summer barbecue fest. That was mm. a lot of fun. I'm uh, loving me some Dead by Daylight these yeah, days. Yeah, we got a new uh, killer coming out very soon. Uh, a, a samurai type character with the sword. Mm. Looks very interesting. Um, Friday 13th, we're going to give a farewell to apparently the lawsuit going on between the uh, two writers between Friday 13th. Uh, can't get their shit straight of who owns the rights to what. 
How so, does that get confused? It's just between like, the, the the writer and the director. They 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 feel that like they own a little piece of it, Cunningham and the other guy. So it just sucks for fans in general playing Friday Thirteenth who are getting original costumes and characters and new Jasons in the game. Like they have everything Friday Thirteenth wise has to be halted. Nothing original can be put out anymore. So we were saying Friday, farewell, Friday Thirteenth. You were a, a, a decent game of checking drawers and trying to drive away. Uh, vampire, uh, I just beat this game. Yeah, on you PlayStation. Did. Yeah, I got yeah, a copy of it did. at E3. Streamed a lot. Uh, this is being turned into a television series uh, with Mick G behind directing. Uh, I don't know if you saw The Babysitter. Yes, I did. That was Mick G. I just don't see Mick G being the guy behind Vampire, which is a very gothic London story. The Babysitter. Gothic London storytelling with a vampire coping with his dead body. Maybe he'll surprise us. Yeah, I, maybe. We will see. Uh, that This whole story takes place in 1918 London. So, I uh, we'll see. I like my gothic uh, vampire stories, so I'm excited. Diablo 3 is releasing for Nintendo Switch this fall. That'll be fun. Yay for Blizzard fans getting something on the Switch. Uh, and Let It Die will be heading to the PC this fall. Events going on. Tickets on sale right now for Friday the 13th filming location tour. You can go to where they actually filmed the original Friday the 13th. Which I have been to one of those filming locations already. Oh, look at you. There are a lot of Friday the 13th movies, though. I have been to White Lake, the original. Oh, very nice. Yes. Um, a good friend of mine who lives in New Jersey, um, his mom was actually working at the camp that mm-hmm. they filmed at, Friday the 13th, for the original um, she was working there during the filming of the film. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they nice. literally lived ten minutes away so you from this camp. So you need to do this this whole phony uh, camp out thing and pay oh, a I would. Ton of money. Oh shit! I would no. Like I haven't. No, I would still love to. Yeah. Like yeah, I have not done that. Like that's like a full experience right there. I just went to like a lake and like, I went to the lake and sure, took a yeah, picture. Yeah. Like location, yeah. yeah, but no, I would love. Like I was it like every Friday thirteenth or certain Friday thirteenths they do special like, hey come. Take this tour, stay. Oh yeah, like, all the time. Every Friday thirteenth. I would uh, so love this to one, go do that. I have not done that yet because when I was when I both times I've been to New Jersey, I was not there for a Friday the thirteenth event. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. This is the one. So it's it's at Camp Nobi Bosco. Nobi Bosco. Oh man, I knew how to say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's located in Hardwick, New Jersey. Uh, tours start uh, Friday, October twelfth, and Saturday, October thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's already sold out. But there are um, deluxe suites that you can get right now that I think are very expensive. But if you are a baller, <laughs> you could pay for a very awesome suite. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, Jason will come and pay you a visit in the middle of the night. For you lucky, lucky couples out there. Uh, Adrian King will be in attendance, and you can uh, bid on overnight stays right now. Uh, we've already mentioned Six Flags is having its uh, Hellfest going on. That's going to be at Six Flags Magic Mountain uh, in Valencia, California. Six Flags Great America uh, Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. You've been there? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And Six Flags Great America in Green. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, Halloween Horror Nights uh, has released all of its houses here in Orlando and, I'm sure, in California by now. Uh, (laughs) I would hope so. Yes. We are getting Stranger Things, Howling 4, Poltergeist, 
uh, Drive-In, The Horrors of Blumhouse, which has Unfriended, uh, Happy Death Day, Scary Tales, Seeds of Extinction. Uh, and then uh, there's a special carnival. Which one's that one? Carnival Graveyard. Carnival Graveyard. Okay. Awesome. Um, hopefully you can make it to the end alive, because if so, there's some pretty deranged ballerinas that will be waiting for you. Oh my. I don't know if I gave away too much. I don't think you gave away anything. In fact, I think I peed myself. Just, <laughs> you just terrified me. So that's all the events right now. Guys, thank you for listening. Kelly, thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry it was such a long time. We'll try and do these a lot more. I just like having a lot of news, a lot of stuff to talk about for you, to you guys. Uh, so that way the shows feel a little bit meaty. And if they don't, we have special guests and a little bit more for you. Uh, so right now, uh, check me out. I'm on Twitter at horror underscore guy. You can check me out on YouTube. That's horror guy Keenan, all one word facebook.com backslash everyday is halloween podcast and twitch.tv backslash horror underscore guy uh if you do go to twitch stuff you can probably spot kelly there every now and then as well she kind of double streams with me we play do dead by daylight we try to do horror games uh together we probably do a lot more here and there in the middle of the week in October, whenever we can. <laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays, probably. That's right. That will leave you this little ditty. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Hope you have a spooky Halloween, and we'll have one more episode for you guys before Halloween in October. So until then, stay scary. Ooh. As an extra bonus, I just want to say that my Etsy shop is open right now, and I'm selling some haunted pumpkins on there. So check out Hallow's Eve 365 on Etsy today, and uh, grab yourself a, a light-up pumpkin. They come in uh, glowing purple, green, orange, whatever your heart desires. So jump on today. To frighten me 